I am so happy that you are listening to Just Breathe. It is my most sincere hope that it empowers you and helps you feel less alone on this journey. If you are looking for more personal and more personalized help, I am now offering coaching services. Text BREATHE to 55444 to learn more. That's B-R-E-A-T-H-E to 55444 to learn more. Welcome to a Silver Lined Relaunch. And you can already hear it in my voice. This is going to be a very lively, amazing show because I've got Meg Nasero with me. And I got to tell you, our first conversation that we had, it, I should have been recording because <laughs> it was, it was that good. But let me tell you for those that don't know about Meg, she is a magical manifester. All right. And that right there is like, how awesome does that just like hit me right between the eyes. I love it. But here is where she is just the, the creme de la creme out there. She was a former federal immigration prosecutor, an inspirational speaker. She's a transformational coach, award-winning author of multiple books, which we're gonna talk about her third book, which Butterfly Awakens. I mean, right there. We all know I wear a butterfly around you know, around my neck. And this is what I loved the most. After she was brought on stage in Miami with the one, the only Oprah Winfrey in 2014, this is when she decided she has a new path. A new path. And that is where her significant relaunch will lead us right now. This episode is brought to you by the Fired Up Entrepreneur Program. And this is a program that we are so proud of. The results have been downright remarkable. And we want to invite you to get a glimpse of what it is like inside this program by inviting you to participate in the Business Bootcamp, which is a five-day free event and get involved with this because the pearls that we're going to be sharing each and every day are going to be the foundation for allowing you to make money, keep the money, grow the money, and strengthen not only your business, but also yourself. So please take advantage of this and join us at our next boot camp. You're listening to The Silver Lined Relaunch, and I'm your host, Hilary DeCesar, award-winning entrepreneur and transitional coach. Each week, I'll invite you to tune into inspirational stories, revealing how you too can turn ordinary experiences into the extraordinary. Feeling stuck? I'll share step-by-step -step strategies to fuel your ability to experience a life where silver linings are both abundant and possible. So Meg, welcome to the show. My God, I'm more excited than you. You have no idea. So I was just like looking forward to this over and over. I was like, oh my God, I get to talk to Hillary. So this is amazing. I'm so happy to be with you and your audience and share whatever I can and, and receive also, because I know I'm going to get bits of wisdom from you as well. 
Oh, this is so good. But let's talk Oprah. Really? How cool is that? How cool? Well, yeah, it was it was probably one of those moments in your life when you were looking at what's happening around you and it feels so incredibly surreal that it might just be an out of body experience if you don't pinch yourself. And like I'm standing there looking at her and I'm looking at her eyes and I'm like, oh, my God, you know, this person who is a spiritual guru for so many is standing right next to me. And I just was so overwhelmed with all the synchronicities about that moment. It just felt super surreal and embodied a spiritual experience that I, you know, I take with me because if you're it was not like you had, it was like, well, it was like you had this electricity go through yes. you. It came yes. from her. It went through you and it just like shake, rattle and roll everything about you just like, we're going to like mix it all up. And we are going to create this, this version that now has become you, this new identity, this like, oh my God, I've been doing the wrong thing. I need to now that step is into amazing. It. What you just said right there is on point. And I can tell you energy is a thing like energy, good energy, bad energy, whatever one you label energy is a thing. So after that moment happened and what was going coursing through me literally out to the world, I, I felt like I was a people were like coming up to me afterwards. And I and I, I kept saying, who am I really? I was just on stage with her, but then they wanted a piece of that energy that we experienced together. So it, yes, absolutely. What you just said was on point, actually almost the way it happened. It felt like it was like a wake up in the most incredibly extreme way possible. But, but, but take us back because federal immigration prosecutor, I mean, you're badass. Like you, you know, you got that thing going and then, you're, and then what happened? <laughs> well, you know, you know, I, I think one of the things that I love more than anything in life, and I'll be quite honest, is I love connecting with people. And, you know, I felt like I had a duty. Um, my family was in politics and was in Congress before that. So I felt like, you know, public service was something that was like the highest echelon I could possibly strive to. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, being a lawyer in that capacity, you know, serving my country, I, I was, I bought into it. I, I really felt like, you know, I was here to thank this country for everything that my family and, you know, so on and so on behind me, mm -hmm. you know, had the opportunities for. So, you know, when I was, when I got this particular job, I have to tell you, synchronicities are synchronicities are synchronicities. It all unfolded in such a way that it made sense. And after a while, you know, my job was to make sure that people were credible in their storytelling. And when they saw me coming, it wasn't like they loved to see me anymore. And I was feeling like, you know, I'm trying to vet lies out. And it got old mm -hmm. after a while because I was like, God, I don't want to look at people for what I think that they're not telling me is true, but I want to look for the truth. And it was a total shift in perspective, you know, and, and then I started writing, but reality is what my wake up call before the Oprah experience was that my mother passed away. So, mm. you know, at that point in time, my whole world was spinning. So, on, so on before, but, but before we go into that, because that is going to be something that you and I've discussed here and it, it touches me in, in that deepest of deepest ways. But when you talk about credible in storytelling and you vetted lies, right? You're sitting there and you're like looking for the negative. Yes. Like yes. that's what you are on a quest for. It's like, who's telling the lies? How do I know when, you know, ooh, it's that negative energy. Yes, I gotcha. You know, yes. I mean, <laughs> that's tough to live with. 
that's tough because you know what you what you put out there you get back and you're sitting here looking for this so the universe is going to deliver deliver all of that back to you yeah you know initially when i started the job it was very um different because i hadn't been affected by it as far as you know 17 years later sitting in court you know with that last millionth case, you know and you're like wow this is my world and i have to tell you i tried to buttress that world by putting like magnets with inspirational quotes all around the <laughs> office like i stuck them on people's doors that's fine it's yeah. a reminder for me that you know you know you know if you can or if you can't you you that you will like the henry ford quote and all these beautiful uplifting quotes and i tried to bring that to the office so it could just basically you know buttress what i was doing in court mm -hmm. but you know what after a certain point in time i realized that it was more about justice and that you know not everyone is lying to you that i literally can help someone in the mm. same you know same place you know if they want to help themselves i my whole shift changed in the way i did my job but it was a long time doing the same thing and it got to me and it was chipping away at the beauty of who I was and the things I loved about myself where, you know, even my kids, they couldn't get away with murder because I think if I saw a lie coming at me, I was like, don't even open your mouth. <laughs> Not yet, no, yeah. because you study body language too, right? right? You see what's coming to you because the body won't lie with the mouth might, <laughs> but you know, that's- Ah, that's so good. That is so true. The body, the body might lie. No, the mouth will lie. The body won't lie. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so now all of a sudden, you realize that you need to make a change, but that's not what actually caused this massive transformation. Can you now share with us what actually happened? So, you know, I, I had a really balanced experience outside my job because I had a mother who I would go talk to all the time. And we had a really wonderful discourse where we engaged in like the spiritual conversation. Mm -hmm. She was so interested in, in everything that I was doing. I was so interested in what she was doing. She was a, a counselor, you know, here I was, you know, kind of going through the spiritual, you know, experience of life and like asking those questions. And, you know, for me, it was a great experience. And then, you know, she, I was, well, this is kind of like, it didn't then, but you know, um, I remember it was, I was sitting in court six months pregnant with my daughter and basically um, she called me on the phone and said, uh, you know, I have breast cancer. And I felt like the whole bottom of my world fell out from me. And, and I felt like everything that was going well, you know, that this like, you know, y'all plan, you know, the little ticks off of your, you know, your chart of things that you want to do and want to be and want to achieve, which involved her, she was there, you know, I had to face this reality, like the C word, it's the, the C word. <laughs> and mm -hmm. it was like, oh my God. And, and I know that you've had this experience too. I it, had that same, job. I've, yeah. I, I had never heard a noise like I heard that day come out of me when I found out she had stage four colon cancer. Like I, it, it was, it was something out of this world. Like, yeah. And, and I had that type of relationship with her too. So you get this call. You said you had a daughter who's six months. No, I, I was pregnant with my daughter. You were pregnant, pregnant with your daughter, pregnant with your daughter of six months. Yeah. And all of a sudden you get this like news and you're, as you said, you know, you, Hey, I, I got this, this 
baby growing inside of me that we have, we have things we're going to do together. We, we need you. I need you. She needs you all of that. And, and what, what went down? What happened? So, you know, she was, she was concerned about me. I mean, I'm concerned about her. It was this moment in time that it just like, once again, talk about surreal, like this is not happening. This is not the way it's supposed to happen. And, you know, I think, you know, we hold on to these childish notions of how the world is supposed to unfold, you know, how we want to see things. And the reality was, um, this is something that she was going to have to face. And I was like, that's it. We're going to get you through this. And I had to process it first, but I was basically determined to walk her through this, to have her survive and let her story be one of victory. Literally that she had this experience. It was a lesson in her life. Then she made it past it. And we all got to celebrate, you know, by virtue of her strength and her courage and her resilience. And, and the reality was that happened. She went into remission, but not even you know, not even six months after that, you know, it came back with a fury. And it's it's very interesting because, you know, I think going through that, sometimes you put blinders on and say, this is what we have to do. This is what we're going to do for you. And nobody can, you know, infiltrate with negativity or nasing or whatever. But, you know, the reality and what actually unfolds, very different things, you know, the pain of chemo, and you know this too, because you've gone through it with your mom. It's, it's just something that you don't understand unless you start walking that journey. And, you know, ultimately, you know, she did not survive. Um, she passed away in April of 2011. And how long, how long was her battle? So she was diagnosed, I would say it must've been in August of 2008. Uh, until April of 2011. So it was, uh, it was three years. And, you know, you know, I don't, I don't think you're ever ready to lose someone you love. I don't think it, you know, from a a day or two days, a month, who knows, right? I mean, we we deal with with tragedies all the time, like right here in Miami, right now, we have the Surfside situation, you know, Mm -hmm. where I think the community is in shock, but I'm saying this, you know, everything is relative to who the person is going through it. But for me, it was my world. And, you know, I will look at someone having the same experience and I will have the compassion and empathy to realize that for that person, this is their world. And right before my really good, it's a really good point. And before you talk about what you're about to say, you touched on something that it is about your world. It's, you know, different people go through situations in a different way. And you said, you know, you were, hey, nobody can talk negative around my mom, but it's all positive. We're going to, you're going to be, I used to say, mom, you're the miracle. My God, like nobody ever, you never hear this, but you, and we had one of those little quick remissions and we were like, woohoo, you did it. And, you know, we were celebrating. I remember taking her out, you know, to a Mexican restaurant and having some enchiladas and, you know, I had a margarita. I'm like, oh yeah. And then a month later, you know, it wasn't that way. And it almost felt like I had let her down. Oh, I had built up. I had been like, you know, we're going to do this. 
And it was we, it was we, we are going to do this. Right. Come on, mom, it's always been about you and me. And this is going to be, and as you said, you're going to survive, you're going to have your story, but I'm going to have my story too around yeah. it. Yeah. And then it just went south. And so your mom passes away and you were, you were saying, what about the, at that point? I want to, I want to touch on what you just said. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that I, it's a moment. This is a moment. Cause I think the reality is, is that a lot of people, um, are bystanders or observers and they see what's going on, but they're not experiencing what you feel in those moments of this whole, you know, how are we going to tell this story? And, and that was one of the things that you had pointed out that I felt like I let her down. And I think that that, oh God, is such a emotional thing still to this day, because there's like, there's, we were talking about this at the outset, there's shame involved. Like, I could have done better. How did I do? How do I know to do better? Like, how did I show up for you that, you know, didn't pull you through? And, and at one point in time, um, you know, I, I was going to tell you before that she told me, you know, before she passed away. And I think this is the words that have stayed with me more than, you know, um, on top of, I love you, um, is stress is going to kill you and have no regrets when it's your time. And, and I don't, think she had regrets I think that she felt like you know she did a really awesome job raised three beautiful girls has had wonderful grandchildren had a really successful marriage and you know I think that you know I think she was in a lot of pain and suffering and I think at that point in time it was just like I want to live but this is too much and I think it's my time and for us as we stay behind and and try to you know sort through the, the, the debris of what, you know, just happened and, and the fallout, because there's fallout if, if you allow yourself to be emotional around it. I, and I'm a big advocate of walking through the emotion. You don't want it to get stuck. You want to actually experience it so you can process it or you will get sick. Um, I was first blaming myself and then not understanding how to walk through the grieving process because she would be the one that I would turn to. And that was just like this impossible situation I found myself in. I just couldn't understand how I was supposed to keep walking in my life without her by my side. And, you know, I feel like you are literally in my head right now because that was, I, I, even to this day, I went out on a hike this morning and I'm like, I know you're with me around here, mom. I know it, but man, I miss you. I wish you were with me physically. I want to hold your hand. I want to give you a hug. I want to touch you. And so I, I completely get that. And as you, as you kind of leaned into this, is this when, I mean, sharing your relaunch, is this when you started to realize that writing was going to be a way Right. So one of the things, so I was desperate for someone to talk to, to understand me, where I was coming from and to understand, or at least shine some light in like a really dark time in my life where um, I could start, you know, somehow seeing that, you know, there's a way out of this. I felt really stuck and trapped in, and, you know, you know, sadness, it's just Mm -hmm. sadness. And it comes at you in a way that you, unless you lost something significant in your life that you've never understood or experienced before. And, and, and everyone says, 
it's it gets easier, but it's never a hundred percent. Like you said, walking and just saying, I wish you were here. That's just like, mm. listen, I met this great woman, Hillary. I wish I could tell you all about it. It's amazing. Mm. The conversation, mm. the synchronicities, she would have appreciated it. And the yeah. cool thing about that is that now where I'm standing now, I may have the longings for the, you know, the hugs and affection and kiss and every, the wonderful things that my mother presented to me but I, I don't think that there is much more than a veil between the here and there. And, and the fact of the matter is that when I do become very mindful, I can tap into that to see where she's talking to me. Maybe I'll have to be more intent on listening rather than just the words coming directly to me, being spoon fed to me. But I do get the messages at the most important times and i really do believe that when i was standing on that stage with oprah my mother was that was all about what she you know how she engaged in the mm. process so that's that's the magic okay so i need your mom to come on over and you know help me out i'd like a little oprah siding with you know hillary oh <laughs> that's hillary, so awesome. i have no doubt in my mind that whatever <laughs> happens in your world you will bring it in in such a way so that it will be like five times more incredible well it, so we need we need we need your mom and my mom working together okay <laughs> so you so you start to go down this journey because i know you're about to put out your third book, Butterfly Awakens, and it's all about grief and resilience. But how did you first, like, what, what did you decide the topic wise to write on in that first book? So interestingly enough, I told you before, one of the people that I had contacted, she told me to start journaling and, and as, but the journaling is so important because it was such a cathartic healing process for me, but it also allowed me the opportunity to talk to my mother as if she were still here and then receive any kind of message that I might. And, and then people, some people say it's channeling, you know, they use the, you know, take the pen and a piece of paper and allow it just to come through you. The words will see, you know, like sometimes you back up and say, I wrote that, oh my God, I, where did that come from? I have no idea. That is just something of otherworldliness. But the reality is, you know, it is uh, in tunement to, you know, the messages that we will receive when we get calm still and open and curious mm -hmm. to what they may be. So I started journaling, um, which was fantastic for me because I do love to write. I love to tell stories. The better, the bigger, the, you know, I, I sometimes <laughs> I, when I was going on this Camino walk that I did at the end of my book, and I'll tell you a little bit about that. But one of my friends said that, you know, one of these events that happened was just because I wanted the drama so I could write all about it and tell a story like you're never going to believe what happened. So, but, you know, I, I literally did not intend to do some of the things that I did, but yes, it makes definitely, you know, dramatic arc in there for sure. Um, but, you know, walking through that, starting to journal, starting to blog, starting to engage the process where I would um, do insights of the day and I would send them out to a community of people who received them in a, such a way that it helped their life. I started shifting my healing process to not only helping myself, but off as an offering to help other people as well, which is the great part of, you know, relaunch because you're offering your life renewed as a service to others, which I think is a beautiful thing with wisdom. Wisdom gained is a treasure, but wisdom shared is beyond, you know, even the imagination as how, how, you know, priceless that is. So, you know, once you start to relook at your, your life again, and, and with the whole 
repurposing. I'm going with my reads because this is what you're all about. You know, <laughs> it really is. It's, yeah, it's, it, it is. It's because, you know, you're standing in a point in your life and you're like, God, you know, what's the whole point of all of that I've done before? Well, there's so much. There's mm -hmm. so much there. There's so much, but it's even more so if you share it with the world. Mm -hmm. And or with the world, your world, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, on a stage in front of 15,000 or 20 million or who cares, mm -hmm. as long as you decide to share the gifts of the wisdom with others, because I love you know, this, but that is what you do. That is what you're doing with your shop. Your show is that you've been touched with an idea to turn it outwardly, to offer it, then do be an offering. And, you know, I, I, I love the fact that people are all trying to like, you know, what's the best next best thing or this thing. But the reality is, is that people have problems, right? We all have, and if you offer solutions through a voice that resonates with others, they're going to be willing to listen to what you offer to the world. So, you know, rather than looking at what, well, what's my value? What's my purpose? You know, you know, who am I to step out there and share that? Well, you know, the whole Marianne Williamson notion of who are you not? Like, why mm, would I you? love that too? Yeah. That's so yeah. powerful. Yeah. It's like, why keep it within you? Why not try, you know, yeah. you got to give it, you got to give it that, that experiential ability to go out and do yeah. something, you know, relaunch yourself in whatever way, shape or form you can, yeah. because what's the alternative? What's the alternative to the alternative? Up? Like, yeah. <laughs> so you had this journal, you started to create yeah. it, you then created the book and then now you're on to butterfly awakens. Right. And this is coming out in the fall. Yes. Can you, can you share with us? What is this book all about? What is my story about? Well, you know, it's me telling the experience or showing really the experience that I had, you know, stepping into, um, you know, this understanding of, of loss and then really taking a, a really good look at my life and saying that, you know, what have I gained? Like really it's so it, I shifted it on the axis where it became something that empowered me rather than depleted me, which I had to understand because I was so ultimately depressed when my mother died. I did not see the, the light. And I recall, you know, even sitting in my closet, I'm going to be honest because my story is, is very open and vulnerable to what happened. I did not want to live. I did not want to go on because I didn't see a future that was filled with joy and laughter. And it's because I really believed in my heart of hearts that this woman who brought me into this world was supposed to hold me through it. And the reality is, is if what we want for our children, I would never in a million years want my kids to, you know, just basically fall apart if I'm not there anymore. I wanted to give them the tools and skills that they could stand in a better place, in a greater place, in, a, in their magic, right? So I can only imagine that that is what my mother wanted for me. And to really truly look at that and say, okay, it's time to, you know, really become very conscious to awaken, you know, to those hard things I'm going to go through so that I can, you know, break out of the cocoon and become a butterfly myself. Mm -hmm. And in the beginning of my book, it's, I, this is my favorite part because I was listening to Margaret Atwood's masterclass and they had said, you know, how do you engage the reader? And she said, one of the greatest books, Moby Dick, Herbal Melville, he says, call me Ishmael, right? He says, call me, it's not my, it's not his name, but the story is impactful. 
So then it turns on uh, its head and says, oh, call me butterfly. It's not my name, but the whole symbolism aligns to my soul's process of, you know, having that leap of faith to go into the cocoon, which is a really messy process, right? I mean, it's really not pleasant oh. if you actually look at the science. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's a violent process. I mean, you talk a transformation, that's painful. That's that's it, it like melts mm -hmm. into itself. <laughs> it melts and melts. You yeah, know, it's like melting, melting. Yeah. And so anybody who says they're a butterfly and they've gone through it, you know that they're a, a you know <laughs> badass butterfly because yes. there is true transformation there. Mm -hmm. But when you transform what you're talking about now, you actually renew into something even mm -hmm. a better version of you. And 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 you know this book that I wrote goes through the process of the cocoon going through my mother's illness, you know, you know, hoping to, you know, my whole family showed up, my sisters, my father, we all rallied together because this woman was so important to us, her family, everyone rallied in love around her, you know, then having the loss, you know, and then realizing that I'm going to have to go through my own process of she went into her cocoon and emerged a butterfly in this distinct way, you know, her renewal into life, you know, to beyond the veil. My whole process at this point was going into the cocoon, you know, having to really face those things in my life that still triggered me, those beliefs that no longer served me and just open myself up to the possibility that, you know, there's something better awaits for me. And that's by looking at myself and, and seeing what I want, what are my intentions are, what have I learned so far and what can I do to use that as an offering as I move mm. forward in this life. So it, you know, and then you break out of your cocoon so yeah. I want to ask you, when people are talking about the butterfly, and you and I both have a great deal of significance that we place into that, do you believe that the experience of kind of going through the metamorphosis is a one and done experience? Or is this something that you just keep going back to the cocoon? You know, I think, I think, I'll tell you this, this is my my sense with regard to the butterfly. <laughs> Someone told me a long time ago, butterflies only live for two weeks, right? They only live for two weeks, which is a crazy notion. And I was like, what? No, no, I had, no. The, I had the same, I had the same, like, what are you talking about? Oh, it like crushed my, my dream. <laughs> no, I don't know, it can't be two weeks. But this is, this is what I've come to believe. I do believe that we level up. And I love it. My friend Fergie says it all the time, level up. You know, this whole walk toward uh, different levels of the earth school. I know Brian Weiss says that. We, we mm -hmm. evolve to an enlightened state and we continue to evolve because you know what? If you're not growing, you're dying. So the reality is, okay, I will always be a butterfly. I embrace my butterfly. Do I believe that the transformation process ends because you break out and you start to fly higher? No, no. As long as we live and breathe, we always have the opportunity to transform or like you would say, relaunch ourselves into mm -hmm. something even better, becoming something more amazing or even becoming just comfortable in our skin. Because I think that that is what the butterfly allows, you know, where you're no longer crawling and begging. It's like that crawling, you know, caterpillars are fine. They're lovely. They're lovely little things. Sometimes they freak me out. Sometimes they don't, but they're, you know, you know, the whole process of that, that flying, you know, as a butterfly, you see things from a different perspective, you know, and, and I think that, you know, that 
whole notion of seeing things at a higher level because of the experiences that you've allowed to embrace and walk through is really kind of a freeing experience for each one of us. So, okay, yeah, if we're gonna be, I, I, it's a symbolic butterfly, yes, I will never not be a symbolic butterfly. However, I do embrace the opportunity to fly higher and bring others along with me, right? And then they say, when you fly, when you soar with the eagles, you can't hear the turkeys anymore. So, <laughs> you know, when we soar, you know, your attitude brings you higher. And, and do I have bad days? Oh yeah, like I still do. It's just, I always go back to my notion where the, the law comes into play, you know, the evidence has shown me that I've gotten through hard times. It will not leave me now. The lessons that I've learned are still with me now. I do spiral into certain things when I get triggered, but I do pull myself out quicker. So the process of, you know, recovery <laughs> is a little faster now. I don't think that I will, will end up there as long as I keep walking and moving forward, which is the beautiful part about the end of my book. It's the leap of faith, right? That walking with a confidence, you know, because confidence means with faith in Latin, it's fidere, it's faith, and with is con. So when you start to walk with faith, knowing that this will pass, joy and, you know, sadness will pass, but reality is, is the entire experience of life, you know, the wind under your wings or the rain, when a butterfly gets rained, I'm sure that feels not very good either. But you know, the reality is it's all a part of this crazy notion of, of being alive, right? And how do we come more alive in life? You know, um, waking up every day with like, okay, let's do it again. Let's try this again. You know, let's try this again, see what happens today. And, and you know, when things happen bad, you know, step back and think, you know, how can I be a source of good in this, in this notion? So, you know, the end of my book, I, I decided because I wanted the hero of my journey, which was me, because I, I love the mythology around Joseph Campbell. I wanted my journey to have a good ending. And I knew because the drama in me, I needed to plan a good ending because I, when my mother passed away, I saw when I was praying by her side, I'm a praying, a praying person, I saw this lighthouse. And I was like, why is she showing me a lighthouse? And I heard her say to me when she like, literally in my head, right in my mind's eye, um, let me go, let me go. Hmm. And I followed the synchronistic journey to El Camino through Paulo Coelho's words in, in, in the pilgrimage to find the lighthouse at Finisterre, which is the end of the world where this, this world meets the next to find out what was gonna be there for me at the lighthouse. And what I found is probably the greatest gift that any human being can ever be gifted. And, and you know, I'll, I'll tell you, it's, it's peace. Being truly at peace with the who you are, the who you're becoming and the ones that cross your path every day you know, knowing that, you know, life is rigged in your favor, Rumi's quote, and that whatever is being offered to me is for my highest good. And if I come at it with my, you know, my where, my, my conscious self that, you know, that is what's happening, then I can totally turn the story around to mm. make it one that is strategically aligned with the mission that I have, which is to inspire others to come alive as well. And that is what we try to do with as butterflies, you know, 
keep moving through the oh but you just you just gave us so much goodness in there yeah inspire others to come alive but going back to not only the butterfly but the lighthouse and what does the lighthouse have on top it has that beacon the beacon the light right mm -hmm. and so for those listening right now you might be you know kind of holding on with dear life to the life preserver but you got to open your eyes enough to be able to see that there will always be a lighthouse somewhere on that, you know, part of the beach that you're going to end up yeah. seeing in the distance. And if you follow the light, if you follow, you know, this concept of as you're, you're talking about, it's truly the metamorphosis of you. And it's not a one and done scenario. It's, it's, we're going to have multiple, and we call them relaunches, multiple. Like, I mean, for some, if you're lucky, you have a handful. For others, you might have hundreds. I mean, this is your journey, your path. And as you said about the, you know, butterflies for two weeks, I had the pleasure of going down to um, right near Mexico City, where all of the monarch butterflies go and millions, and it was like a snow globe. Oh. And it was one of the most incredible experiences, but it was at that place that I found out that the butterflies <laughs> did the, like, and I thought, okay, what's the significance of that? And it really is that we always have to be growing. And you said, you know, when you're not growing, you're dying. Yeah. And that's where your story, that's where the butterfly awakens. You mentioned the awaken, awaken, awaken. You will, and you have to see, you know, times in your life that go back and see where your strength came from, right? Mm -hmm. And you know, you can tap into that. And if you can't tap into something that you've seen, you, you've had somebody like you have your mom. Mm -hmm. And I love when you said, you know, this woman brought me into this world and that she would hold me through it. Mm -hmm. And you and I are both there. Yeah. Our moms, you know, I said, hey, I'm holding my mom's hand today out on this hike. I, I, I wish I could have felt the actual touch, but I felt the presence. Yeah. And that is just so impactful. I am so looking forward to this book, but there's always this moment when I ask rapid fire questions <laughs> and all right, this is going to be one that I'm so interested in hearing your answer. So a lot of times the caterpillar can get, we can confuse what the moth looks like for the caterpillar and having come from your background, how can you discern? How do you help people figure out which is the path of true transformation and which is the path that's taking you down, sister? Well, you know, everybody has their own path to walk and far be it for me to tell anybody which direction to go. And I think that, and I think that goes back to the whole wake the hell up. It's time. It's time. Wake up. At least when you make your choices, know what your choices are that you're making. So it's a more of a consciousness, like, you know, you don't have to walk numb, walk asleep. No, there's no point to that. You know, you can take accountability, which is my favorite word of the month, you know, take accountability for your choices. Yeah. So you're going to make a really good choice or a bad choice or whatever you call that choice, but just own it, 
own it. If you're going to go down one that might be a little bit more treacherous than the other, own it. That was your choice. You did not jump on and say, oh, they got me. And I'm like, at the mercy of others. If that is not the case, then just own it and, and just take the lessons for what it is. And, you know, it's so funny because, you know, you like you're maybe you're like a parent or maybe you're a mother or a father, whatever. And you're looking from outside and you're like, oh, it's not going to be good. It's not. And you're just like, well, my hope is that there is always a lesson to be learned from every experience that you have and that you get the lesson that you need to walk in the life that you are here to walk. I don't think there's any mistakes in this world. I, I believe that, you know, as long as we get up the next day and then <laughs> dust ourselves off and say, okay, today's a new day. What's for me today? Or what, am, what can I do today? Then it's a total different story you can tell. So your past does not mark you, it empowers you. Um, and, you know, from that place, we all become evolving metamorphosis of the butterfly or whatever other totem animal you want to, you know, ascribe to. But the reality is, is that, you know, hey, to someone else, a moth is beautiful, you know, to someone else, a butterfly is ugly, you know, to someone else, that's not where they, they find the value. That is how beautiful this world is. It's so diverse and there's so many different people out there. But what I really want to focus on is that when you're open and curious to the conversations that can happen from all these diverse perspectives, then that is where everybody gets to be welcomed to the party in your party. Because really, I mean, someone could be in a million miles away from me and I don't even know, but I'm interconnected with them somehow. So the reality is, is well, when God, it's, it's the, it's the butterfly effect, right? Yes, yes, there you go. There you go. There you go. Okay. Absolutely. So, so one of the, one of the things that I always ask as my very last question, but I'm going to do it right now is what does powerhouse of possibility then mean to you? Well, powerhouse of possibility is just exciting. I just get really excited. I get goosebumps. I've actually got goosebumps right now. Possibility is, you know, you know, you know, I am possible is impossible, right? It's impossible is I am possible. Like what is there out there that can happen if my set my intentions and open to the, the, the clues in life? Totally different than oh, not gonna happen. Just, just let go of it and you know, just be done and be happy where you are and you know, settle for your life. No, possibilities mean that if I get curious, if I start asking questions around the big ask, right? Believe and get ready to receive that who knows what can happen. Maybe before <laughs> I even imagine like small, then it could even be bigger than that. So possible to powerhouse is just to infuse, infuse that possibility with those actions that will elevate you further. And, and I think mm. that, you know, I, I, I don't like people who say, no, 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 you can't, you can't, because I'm like it, now you should watch me. But the reality is, <laughs> is that I had people who infuse me with energy and with love and light. And that's why I'm sitting here having this conversation because I could have just left myself in the closet, you know, just like, yeah. you know, I don't, can't get out of here. I want to hide. I don't want to be in this world anymore. Mm. And okay. I just think of all that's happened and all those opportunities and those possibilities that could never, might never have come to Would have been missed. If I didn't meet someone who shined their light yeah. on me. So I paid mm, for it. So good. Yeah. All right. So now we're going to flip to one of our top questions, which is 
What is your favorite beauty product by name? Okay, so I love MAC lipstick. I am kind of essentially the red lipstick girl. And I believe the name of this lipstick is Shall We Dance, which is just perfect because it's like, it makes me feel like dancing when you put the red on for only, you know, it's a bold color, it's out there, but yeah. Absolutely. Well, and I love, and I love how you said the story behind how you found it. Can you share that really fast? Yes. So I was in the Bahamas. We go to Paradise Island. We had been going up until the pandemic hit um, because it's like our 45 minute respite away from Miami where we get to have like a brief and this beautiful woman was helping us. And I'm like, oh my God, that lipstick, it's gorgeous. I love it. Where did you get it? And she's like, honey, go to the da 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 and it's a Mac and then you'll get the da 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 And I was like, I'm there. If there's one thing that you can put on that makes you feel more alive and you know prettier or bolder or more courageous, I was like, I'll do it. And every time I wear it, like I thought of this gorgeous woman. I was like, maybe I look a little bit like <laughs> well, for those and for those and you do because you look gorgeous right now. And for those that are not watching this on YouTube and seeing this in video, you're missing out because <laughs> this this lipstick is powerful. All right, so for those that have not been following you, where can they come to find you, follow you, hear more about your new book? I am all over social media for one, but I have a webpage. It's www.megnocero.com. You can get all information with regard to all my books, all my, you know, my seminars, everything there. Also, like I said, I'm on, I'm on Facebook um, at, you know, Meg Nocero on Twitter, the same Magnostro Instagram. I love Instagram because I love pictures. I'm a very visual person. So I love throwing out really important quotes to me and great pictures. Um, also LinkedIn, I'm on LinkedIn as well. And, you know, certainly my book is on all the different um, places that you can get books, Amazon, a bookshop, all of those places as well. So yes, you can, I'm out there, you'll find me. And, awesome. you know, if I get lucky enough to meet you guys, that would be awesome too. So even better. And we'll also have all of the show notes We'll have the links at therelaunchco.com under podcast. So have no fear. You will get a picture. You'll see a picture of her as well. Just amazing. This was so much fun. Thank you, Meg, for being here, for sharing your story, for just, you know what? I feel like our moms are here right now. I love it. Sitting here yeah. listening to uh, listening and probably laughing at the two of us saying, you know, oh God, these girls <laughs> could yak it up for, you know, hours. So Thank you again. And I am so excited to have your book launch shortly. I thank you. And I want to tell everyone who's out there, if you get a chance to listen to Hillary shows, and I, I think that she's definitely light. She's light and love. And if you're looking to relaunch your life into that notion of becoming alive to who you are, then I encourage you to just be in her presence just for you know an hour, two hours, whatever it is, because certainly her insights are really going to take you to the next level and relaunch your life to something even more incredible. So she's awesome. Big well, fan. how about that, Thank girl? <laughs> Thank you, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Silver Lined Relaunch. If I said something today that resonated with you, will you please head over to iTunes right now and leave us a five-star review and share this episode with others and help them find the silver linings as well. And don't forget, you can have immediate access to the show notes, any giveaways, 
and the links to those amazing beauty products at therelaunchco.com backslash podcast. Until next time, there's always a silver lining. And now is the time to hit the reset button to relaunch those transitions into transformations.